another week, Monica Yay. and Meredith. We are strong boss bitches. And today we are talking about how to tell a different story. So stay with us today. We are bringing all of it, changing your life. Let's do this. Are you ready, Monica? I'm so ready. All right, stay tuned. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today we are going to go deep changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Monica, here we go. We're doing it again today. Love We're it. bringing it. We're going to bring it. So after last week, hopefully everyone stay tuned. Stay and with us, guys. Don't stay, leave us. Don't, don't leave us. We're here trying to bring it all because, I mean, yes. we're grown women. We, You know what? It's funny. When we made the decision to come together and do this, mm-hmm. It wasn't out of ego. It was no. really out of love. Vulnerability. With yeah. what you do, mm-hmm. with what I do. And our description, when people ask me about us, I said, God brought two Titan women who are at the top of their game together that really are serious about blessing other people. Yeah. I mean, I life coach in addition to me being a private detective. And part of the reason that I decided to become a life coach is because when you work with tens of thousands of people, When you were bringing them life-changing answers as a private detective, it's great that I'm the best at what I do as a PI, but you also have to think about how are you leaving that person Mm. in that situation? And a lot of times when you bring difficult information, it's challenging for people to move on, to progress to the next part of the journey. So I know that was the foundation of how can we better bless all of our clients and all of the people that know us from me speaking in your podcast and things like that. So that was the birth of why we're doing it. So like today's subject, how to tell a different story. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so huge. Mm -hmm. Because when I teach masterclasses, one of the questions that I get asked constantly is how do you define your life? People ask me that all the time. And I said, come up with a 15 second elevator pitch. When you hear somebody's elevator pitch, it's the same thing with business as it is with personal. Yeah. How would you define your life? The way that I define my life is that I am my purpose. My purpose is to inspire, motivate, and empower. I am imperfect as a person, but I know that my life's challenges have blessed me to be a blessing to other people. All your parts. That's how I describe yep. myself. Mm-hmm. I wish I could sit here and tell you I've had a perfect life. Lord Jesus, I have not. Mm-mm. Girl, Neither. my childhood yep. was cray cray. Wasn't even crazy. Cray cray. We were the Huxtables on the outside, but on the inside, my family was dysfunctional, like most freaking families. Right. But most people don't want to be honest about their childhood. Anytime I meet somebody and I love it, oh girl, it just gives me. Because you know it's coming. Girl, when I meet people and you say, yeah, oh, my childhood was perfect. Mom and dad, upper middle income, great education, great siblings, went to college, have a degree. Church on Sundays. Church on Sundays. And I'm sitting up there saying, okay, so what the fuck really happened? Right. Because nobody has a perfect life. Nobody has a perfect childhood. I don't care whether it was financial challenges, health challenges, bullying, sibling rivalry, even challenges with 
how parents, when you live in a home with several children, where you deal with the issues of some of the kids saying that they were treated differently. Yep. Perspective. All of that. All of it. People don't consider those things, but those are the things that shape you as an adult. So how do you tell your story? And now with the divorce rates at 50% for how long? Most kids are raised in a divorce blended family household. And I don't care how good you are. Mm -hmm. That is not a smooth ride. I don't care how functional, healthy communication you still have fallout from being the child of divorce, and period. And when you look at in the African-American community, that 40 to 50% of the children are raised in single-parent homes. Mm-hmm. That is an astonishing statistic. Yeah. So I hear a lot of stories when I listen to celebrities and athletes, and you know they always talk about, I was raised by a single mom, or I was raised by a single dad. That's great. But what's really great is when you're able to look at it and see how that situation shaped, molded, and helped you. Because good, better, ugly, it does. To be the best, the best person that you were intended to be. Yeah, and a lot of people raised by a single mom, their mother was exceptional. Yes. And it doesn't matter how exceptional, we still have fallout. And we need to come to grips with that shadow of ourselves, which is the fallout. But again, when we talk about how to tell a different story, when I work with, with, with athletes, there's two things that we require. Doesn't matter how high-paid athlete, NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever. One, we have them meet with our in-house psychologist. Wow. Two, we have a internal form that we have them fill out. It's short, but it's detailed. Mm -hmm. And it literally addresses all of their aspects of their life, their childhood. Are your grandparents still alive? Were they a part of your life? Were you raised in a single parent home? Were you raised with a mother and a father? Do you have any siblings that are deceased? All of those things shape people. Yeah. And a lot of times when you see people that you don't understand their spending habits. Like specifically in the NFL, it talks about that the majority of NFL players within three years of retirement are bankrupt. Yeah, That is an astonishing figure. And when you you look at it and you say, okay, so how did you make 20 million? How did you make 50 million? And you're broke. And the average American household income (laughs) is $50,000 a year and you make 50 million and you're broke. But when you break it down and you understand the story, the story, the story, that's what helps them to really start telling a different story because you're not a victim. Don't give me that bullshit about you're a victim because you're in the NFL and, you know, you got used to. No, you have to make a decision about what's right and wrong, what's practical, what makes sense. Just because you, you're making $10 million a year doesn't mean that you live at $10 million a year. Right. You know, because you were raised in a single parent home, does that mean that you got to take care of your, your mom and your entire doggone family? It does not. So instead of having right. this victimized story, let's really look at it to see how we can tell a different story because the truth never changes. Your version of the truth may change, but what really happened never changes. But see, I have actually been looking at that this last two weeks. I've been really, it's funny that we're talking about this 
but not of course, because I've been really talking and thinking about how we want to be perfect and pious and live in the light. And we're such good and everything's, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. Everything's fine. Right. But we really have to come to grips with that. We are a layered person. We have the good, the bad, the ugly. And when we own all of it, we become the complete package of healing. You cannot heal when you're spinning plate and walking on eggshells and ice trying to maintain. Now, before we hit record, I said, look, we need to also talk about the fact that we don't need to tell everybody our business and our bad, sad story. And that doesn't need to define us. We need to understand there's a difference between my story defining me. That's one thing. Separate that from telling everybody our dirty laundry and our, you know, our kids are a pain in the ass or whatever, and telling everybody our business. Mm -hmm. And what we're talking about here is owning all of our parts and being vulnerable inside of that. Mm -hmm. That is healing. Yes. But again, how to tell a different story. How to tell a different story. One of the things that we touched on with one of the other episodes, if you are, you've had a traumatic experience. Okay rape, molestation, an accident where you are disabled or disfigured, are you a victim? Mm -hmm. Are you a victim? Or are you victorious? Mm -hmm. And you've used your story to propel and progress your life forward. Right. I see so many people that choose to make the experience to make them a victim. Those are choices. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I well, personally down to, I don't believe in that. Well, I yeah. believe that you have a choice to tell a different story. Well, are you defining yourself by your story and continuing on with that? I had a, a gal on in the abuse. I had a couple on in the abuse series. We talked about that they will always be a victim, meaning they'll always be inside of remembering that abuse. Mm-hmm but they are also going to choose to be a survivor. So they are choosing and they both use the same verbiage of, I choose to understand that I will always be working through this. Sure. This will never not be a part of my brain chemistry, Sure. but I am still a survivor. So it's really about who am I deciding to be? How am I using my parts, my story, my challenges? I am a breast cancer survivor. I do not align with that. Sure. However, comma, I do understand that it has changed my entire life. It has changed the way I can speak to people. It's changed the way I view death and life and the world and just not giving a shit. So I can't not be a breast cancer survivor victim. Right. I don't align with being a breast cancer person at all. Like if people talk to me about it, I'm like, why are we talking about this? Right. But it's still a part of my experience. So how do we use our parts? You've chosen to look at it in a different way. Right. A lesson and a blessing. Absolutely. I mean, I tell people all the time, every experience in our life, it happens for a season or a reason. Yes. There is no gray area there. No. And sometimes it's both. Or sometimes it's just each individual situation, mm-hmm. but every experience happens for a season or reason or both or both. And you just or have both. to be, you put on your big girl or your big boy briefs, you put your panties on, you allow yourself to become vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability scares people, but Big you time. cannot progress. You cannot change. 
You cannot course correct if you do not allow yourself to become vulnerable. I think it's a superpower. I think it's vulnerability is a superpower. Yes. Because everyone wants to be the Instagram family. Everyone wants to be perfect. Everyone wants, I have family members that say apologizing is a weakness. Mm. And I look at apologizing as a strength. I look at being vulnerable and coming with my soft underbelly and coming to you and going, I don't know. I am broken. I am sad today. That's what I did learn in breast cancer is to say, I need help. That's I need you to sit next to me. That's I'm powerful. scared. That's powerful. That but to see, me is a superpower. But see, I, again, that to me, even in a relationship, Huge. like for me, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I don't, will not date and will not be involved with a man who I can't see either a sensitive side or some form of vulnerability. Humility is a must. I will never date a man that I see no humility because if you can't humble yourself, how in the world can you be compassionate towards me or anybody that may come into our lives or our businesses? You have to have compassion for people. Well, you wouldn't you, feel safe. You may not respect every situation or their choices, mm-hmm. you know, but like I've got a girlfriend who she was dating a guy that he used to be a, a pimp. Legit? A pimp. Stop it. She's one of my dearest friends. I adore her. Okay. I don't care for him. I don't care for him. But that's that's what I mean. I know, but I might play a big pimpin' but <laughs> every time they walk in. I might have to. I might be like, <laughs> stop. You stop. I might be but like, I am telling you pimpin' every time. Girl, you don't even Jay Z in the house. You don't understand I'm how much naughty that way, girl, though. you don't understand how much grace it takes. You like every time I'm every time I'm around this dude. Because I'm sitting up here saying, How in the world could you be dating a dude that used to be a big time pimp? Not no little pimp. Big time pimp. Purple suit wearing. Is he wearing a purple suit? Does he have a cane? But again, but but hopefully she doesn't listen to this. But again, (laughs) you have to love the person and maybe not their choices. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be judged by your past. So how do we reconcile this? What we're talking about is you were this, you had this happen. You know, maybe you were, your body count is 300, you know, People use love. I don't want to be my past, but my past has brought me to today. So I honor my past. I am not my past. I have these things that I've been through, but I am not the label. So like, there's so much that we need to look at. And so how do we take all of that? See, I think the first thing that you have to do. Change. First thing that you have to do, if you're really serious about telling a different story, Mm -hmm. is you have to be truthful about the story. Okay. Now, how many people do we know that they used to be a hoe. Tell me. They used to be crazy. They used to be a bully. They used to be a mean girl. But now, because they've changed or they've grown or they've progressed, mm-hmm. you have to be honest about your story, about your truth. Don't act like you've been this perfect person when you used to be hell on wheels. But see, I don't think you could not. You have to come to Jesus. When I had an awakening a year ago, I sent a message to someone I had wronged. Wow. And I said, I was a piece of shit when I was 19 and I'd done you dirty. Yeah. And I am sorry for the way I behaved. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry what I brought into your life. And I'm not asking for forgiveness, but I wanted to give you my apology. But what do you call that? 
See, I call that ownership. I, I call that speaking your truth. You didn't make excuses. No excuses. That's called speaking your truth. When you're speaking your truth, that helps you to tell a different story. There was no but. I'm sorry, but. The Cinderella perfect book. That's some bullshit. That's what I'm telling you. When I listen to people, just had this conversation with a young lady. She's trying to tell me about this perfect idealistic life that she had. I knew that was some bullshit. Right. As I was able to have a conversation and dig a little bit deeper, she dealt with self-esteem issues. She dealt with bullying and sibling rivalry within her family. And I'm sitting here saying, well, hi in the hell. You sit up here grown now. You're a 40-year-old fucked up woman. You can't understand why you're having self-esteem issues, why you can't keep a man, why you can't stay in a relationship. Well, you think it might have anything to do with the fact that your own siblings bullied you as a child, even though you had this idealistic ideal life that you're telling me about. That's some bullshit. Right. But until you are able to honestly look at it, own it, Lisa Renna, own it, own it, own it, speak the truth. Mm-hmm. You can't heal. learn the lesson from it. You can't heal. You can't heal. Where you can tell a different story and say, you know what? I'm like, like I tell people all the time, didn't have a perfect childhood. Who does? Who does? I said, I, and, and this is what I tell people all the time. I said, I had a dysfunctional childhood like everybody else. Great. I don't care I'm not damn special. what people say. I don't right. care what show you look at. If you look at Leave It to Beaver, if you look at Good Times, mm-hmm. if you look at Roseanne, you cannot tell me Dallas, Dynasty, any of them damn shows. I don't care what it is. Right. All of the shows that are out now, there's so many amazing shows out right now. I just drew a blank, but the show with Sterling K. Brown and, um, oh my God, I can't think of the name of the show, but y'all know what I'm talking about. There's so many amazing shows and when you look at them at the court, everybody dysfunctional. Right. There's something with everybody. Right. You just have to be vulnerable enough, grown enough to look at it, pick it apart and understand what was the lesson in it. Because the lesson in it is what helps you to grow. For me, I told you I was bullied. Who would ever think my six foot ass was bullied? Right. I was bullied. I graduated from high school an entire year early to get away from the mean bitches. They were driving me insane. Right. To the point where the principal was like, what do we have to do? I mean, jealousy, all because I was really popular, you know, and I was voted this, this and voted that, that. And girl, they wore me out. But that experience is what helped me to develop confidence. Now, right. strong, strong boss bitches. You can't play with this right here. Right. I know who I am in but the you world. you know who you I are. know who you I am. It I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know who I am in the world. I know the God-given gifts and talents that God has given me. And I take those and I go out into the world and I'm killing the game. You learn the lesson. But you have to learn the lesson you so you can tell a lesson. different story. I could have been one of those people where I had low self-esteem and, you know, I didn't know how shrink. to talk to people and I shrink and, and I'm a big girl. This it. Right. Some people like it. Some people don't. That's on you. I'm that's good. A, that's a you problem. That's, that's not a, a you problem. problem. <laughs> if you got a problem, it ain't kept me from right. nobody. I've dated some of the finest, most beautiful, spectacular men on the planet. It has never affected how I operate in the world. Could have. 100%. Because there are people who don't like plus size women and don't like when we're confident like a Lizzo. Or a Queen Latifah. Well, they don't like it. 
Well, I don't think they like when any woman has confidence. Oh, they don't. And especially if it's a big girl. Oh, yeah, geez, they got, they got They're like, who do you think you are? Absolutely. Which you, I'm trying to shrink you. Yes. Right. But see, I don't, I don't get that. If anything, people constantly stop me because they see my confidence in what I walk and how I, how I operate in the world. Girl, I know who I am and I know who I belong to. So when you know that, it allows you to tell a different story. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, that shit from high school, that could have messed me up. I'm telling you. And it does mess people it up It messes for people life. up for life where their entire life, they go through being a victim. Or they switch it and become the victimizer. Oh, oh. right. Yes. So That's you can weird. either maintain victim status yep. But you do see yep. where someone is abused and yep. then they become the abuser because I'm never going to be abused ever again. So they get the upper hand. Yes. So when you don't heal from your story and say, yeah, my dad, this is an example. My dad was an abusive asshole. Right. I own that. I need to heal from that. Mm-hmm. I see that and I'm going to learn the lesson from it. When you don't heal that past, that mm-hmm. wound, you many times, and we see this in sexual abuse as well, yeah. that you become the abuser. You become the person and the aggressor because you've not healed your shit. Absolutely. There, there's a book that I adore. It's probably in its 20th generation called The Celestine Prophecy mm-hmm. by James Redfield. Mm-hmm. And one of the principles that he talks about in that book is the importance of understanding your childhood and how you were raised with either an intimidator or some of these other different aspects that parents can have, mm-hmm. you know, the why me or the intimidator. Where or, the kids have to, are responsible for all, their parents' every emotion. And the interrogator mm-hmm. and the timid and the, and, and it's so funny because when I look back at my own childhood, my mm-hmm. mother was an intimidator. Yeah. My father was a why me. Those are two of the four descriptions that he uses in, in his book. Mm-hmm. And an intimidator and a why me? Oh, Lord, you're talking about a disaster. Right. And that is exactly what part of the challenge was in my childhood. My father was such a beautiful spirit, quiet, humble man. Where my mother. But he was still playing a role. Girl, yes, my right. was this force right. of nature. Right. You know, and because she was a force of nature, she overshadowed my father a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. So what I had to learn in watching the dynamics between the two of them is that you can't be a why me. You got to be strong and confident to deal with somebody that's a force of nature. Right. So I could have become like her and I made the conscious choice because I watched how even she may not have always meant to, but I watched how she could diminish people. You don't ever want to do that. That's not what our job and responsibility is on this planet is to diminish anybody's spirit. That's not what our job is. But what's so funny is I'm listening to this. Both were operating from a place of fear. She yes. was fearful. Yes. He was fearful. They exactly. were fearful of different or the exactly. same things. Exactly. And maybe because I've, exactly. I've actually counseled people in coaching where the woman is, as you're describing, mm-hmm. because the man refuses to make a decision exactly. to step up, to come in the house. As a, and that's how it can happen. Right. And so but then it, it becomes this really whacked out energy thing exactly. where she's like, for the love of God, I have to do everything. Exactly. Do something already. And he's over there like, well, I don't know what to do. Exactly. And you're like, just make it. So it's weird how we become the victim and exactly. victimizer by proxy of but what's again, going on. You, I made the decision to be ne- neither. Until in watching the dynamic between my mother and father, mm-hmm. I made the decision. 
I don't ever want to be that person to be an intimidator. She was an intimidator. Yeah. I watched her do it for years. And being six brilliant, foot. Brilliant woman. Being, being yeah. real, brilliant, intelligent. She was in Mensa, uber smart, intelligent, everything. But my father loved her so much that he would let her just get away with just entirely too much. Mm-hmm. So I made the decision. I don't want to be that person. There is a difference between being confident. I have to be confident. I'm a business owner. Yeah. I am a woman. In a male-dominated industry, Very. there are not a lot of private detectives as far as females. Now there are, we're out there, but I mean, at the within that top ten percent percentile as far as being at the top of their game, there are not that many, and I'm in that that percentage. Right. So in order to stay on top, I'm competing against men. So I I can't be the timid little, you know, I what go get it, right? And that has to be your attitude in the world where you know that you have an assignment to go and get your success, get your wealth, financial prosperity, and your abundance. I want to be wealthy because I have goals to bless other people. You know that I'm in the process of starting this community development center in the county that I reside in because the homeless community is off the meter. Mm -hmm. So I am in second phase of opening up community development center to get the homeless off the street where we can provide services for them. So what I am aspiring to do with the wealth that I'm obtaining is to bless other people. I'm so clear on why I'm on this planet, what I'm supposed to do. But I made the decision to tell a different story. Could mm-hmm. I have been a victim of my childhood? Who the hell can't? Who, who can't? Who can't? Right? right. With all the craziness that we deal with in the world. But you have to make a decision to tell a different story. Yeah. I made a decision to tell a story of honesty, of my truth. My journey has been tough. It has not been easy. I'm not a trust fund baby. Nobody's giving me anything. I have had to work my ass off for the success that I have. But I made a decision to tell a different story. That's why I don't let people do that. You know, well, she's a black investigator. No, no, no. Don't you ever introduce me that way. I'm an investigator. Right. My race has nothing to do with my success. Nothing else. But again, it's how we decide to tell our stories. And the lessons that we decide to take on, you could look at any situation and and I, and you have to be so mindful because I work with a lot of people who have just had someone pass. Sure. And so a lot of people come to me and their loved one has just passed, Mm -hmm. committed suicide, have an overdose. Right. And so you have to use kid gloves because they want answers. They want to understand it. And I could very easily say, well, your husband passed because you were living your entire life for him. Mm-hmm. And his soul knew that he had to exit stage left so that you would finally live your life for yourself. Your, your husband overdosed on drugs because his soul knew that forever in a day, he would be an addict and ruin you and your children's life. So he needed to leave so you could find a new husband. This is the reality of what I see when I'm looking at dead people mm-hmm. and people that have passed and big picture situations, right? right. It's all a blessing. Right. Your, your loved one who died of a drug overdose, mm-hmm. and this is not easy shit. Right. I know right. what I I'm saying you. is going to piss people off. <laughs> Trust me. Because I would be devastated if my son died. Right. I would be devastated if my husband killed himself. Sure. But it doesn't negate the reality of what they tell me during a reading, sure. which is I was going to be a drug addict forever. Yeah. And so I needed to leave to go heal in spirit worlds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and go to spirit school mm-hmm. so that you could have a life in, down here without right. worrying about my drug addicted ass. Exactly. Okay. And so- 
The story though, is the truth regardless, regardless. If you pull back Mm -hmm. and you want to be honest with yourself. And I said to someone, this is what's going on. If you were honest, you would say you're right. And I do have people that say, Absolutely. But do you understand to me now the way that I look at it Mm -hmm. is that what a gift to be able to guide somebody to telling a different story. Mm -hmm. That's a gift to me. I have a client who used to own a uber successful business in Atlanta. She owned the business with her brother. Her brother went into the dentist's office to have a normal dental procedure. Great end up having a heart attack in the chair and die. I can't even imagine. 10 years later, mm-hmm. she is has lost the business. She is a raging alcoholic. And do you know what her story is now? Oh. Her story, I promise you, her story is my brother's death. Ruined everything. Ruined everything. Devastated my life. I lost the business and I'm an alcoholic. And I looked at her. If it weren't for my brother's death. I'm up here like, are you freaking kidding me mm-hmm. that this is your story now? And that that's how she describes herself. And many to people. not just to me, but just to anybody that she meets now. And I'll make up a fake name for her. Yeah. But I'll just call her Nancy. <clears throat> I was going to go with Sally. But okay. Nancy, Nancy, Sally, Sally, Nancy, Sally, 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 Nancy, Nancy, Sally, Nancy, Nancy, Sally. Um, I said, Nancy, that's some bullshit. I said, you forget that I know how successful that business was and your brother's passing was a tragic. Absolutely. But you had a responsibility as the co-founder and his business partner to continue to run that business so it would thrive. I said, your brother, if you go and open up the casket, he has fucking turned over. 100%. I said, because if the roles were reversed, and this is what shifted her consciousness. I said, if the roles were reversed, what would your brother do? I said, I, I said your brother right. would be back here killing the game, honoring his sister in honoring, some kind of way, right. opening up a foundation, starting a scholarship in her name, but continuing to run the business. I said, he would, t-. she looked at me and literally I saw the color drained from her face because she said, oh my God, Monica, you're right. I said, you are dishonoring his name. You are dishonoring what it took you all 20 years to build and not two years for you to damn destroy. But you know what I'm hearing? What I'm hearing is, is I was punished. People see yeah. anything happening to them as but see, punishment don't you from think God. That's part of people making the decision to tell a fucked up story. Right, but it's in line with our religion religion, not Christianity, not following Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is different. Okay. Of because people say I had this happened. Am I, I feel like I'm being punished for something. I I just got a message this morning that someone says, I just had a miscarriage. Do you think it's because I'm being punished for being promiscuous when I was younger? And I go, there is no punishment. Oh my God. We have lessons to learn. We have duality. We have understanding. You're never being punished. But see, that people my have concept that. is turning God into this bitter, angry, revengeful God. And that's not who we see. And we see that. We see that Black people are being punished. They're descendants of Cain. Yeah. Uh, people in Haiti are being punished for, it's, it's Sodom and Gomorrah are over people. You're not being punished. Stop telling that story. But again, what did, what did you just say? 
People have to learn how to tell a different story. Right. And the way that you do that is one, first, like I said, becoming vulnerable. Until you become vulnerable, you can't, you get, can't, there. You can't get there. You can't get there from a lie. You cannot get there. You, you have to allow yourself. To be, okay. So tell me if you agree with this or not. Go ahead. The way that I think that you can tell a different story is that you have to almost look at whatever that story is as a death. Oh, yes. Because with death, there is a grieving process. Mm -hmm. Some people say it's three steps. Some people say five and seven and all this bullshit. But I think that with any normal situation that happens in our lives, you acknowledge it. You're angry as fuck about it once you acknowledge it because you're able to pick it apart. Right. Why did I live like that for so long? You process it and then you heal it Mm -hmm. until you are able to look at it as a death. Yep. And go through that grieving process. You can never tell a different damn story. Mm-hmm. You're going to still be the damn victim. Yep. You're going to still be, I, I was the baby of the family. Oh, please. That's, that's why I'm fucked up because I got given everything. How in the hell do you learn to tell a different damn story and you 45 and still fucked up? That freaks me out when people are like middle-aged and they're still saying their parents didn't pay for their braces. I- Girl, don't get me started in Jesus' name. I'm telling you. When you, you're sitting you, there <laughs> with a 72-carat diamond ring and you're bitching about your teeth being because your parents wouldn't pay for your braces, <laughs> don't make me come over there. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm but serious. that's being a victim and choosing that that is your story Absolutely. and for me and feel sorry. I, I do not understand why people would ever want them to feel sorry for them. Like, I would never want you to feel sorry for me. But see, I, I might want you to sit with me. I might want you to love on me. No, but let me I might need you to hold me and nuzzle girl, me in I'm your breast. However, I'm comma, ready to make your little tea kettle whistle. I'm getting ready to just, I'm finna blow your mind. Yep. Do you know what that does? No, I don't it, get it. it. It draws me to you. I mean, I don't even like your ass, but you tell me that story. It's going to make me vulnerable. But you know what? I need to probably spend a little bit more time with Meredith because it draws me to you. Yeah. People use it to manipulate. Manipulate. Energy. Mm-hmm. That's how you manipulate people. I mean, I don't even like your ass, but after that story, you just told me. You're sucked in. God dog it. I got to be friends with this girl because she just went through A, B, and C. That's manipulation. Right. You've drawn me in under the wrong pretenses, but now you got me. I'm your buddy where right. I didn't have any buddies before. So when you do that to enough freaking people. Then all of a sudden you got a damn tribe where you may not have had a tribe before, but you got us under yeah. the wrong circumstances. Based on ick. Yes, but you got but you did it under the wrong. You know what? I probably would have liked your crazy ass anyway. Right. But you chose to tell me a false narrative to gain my friendship. You manipulated it. Mm-hmm. Girl, tell me the fucking truth. Right. Well, I can like you for your truth. Not the picture that you painted. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. People do this shit like crazy. Millions of people do this daily. Well, they draw people in. Women do it to date. They tell the perfect story to this potential guy that they are they're talking to on Tinder and all this bullshit. Right. To draw the person in. And then you can't understand why the shit fell apart. Well, the shit fell apart because he found out your ass was a lie. Right. So how can you sustain a relationship when the whole damn thing was built on an untruth, right? Tell the truth. Learn to tell a different story. Tell the truth. 
I mean, you don't have to sit there. And you can them. say bad shit happened and that you've moved from it. Absolutely. And you know what? P.S. You don't need to tell everybody your I mean, business in the first three well, dates. I have five either. abortions. I've slept yeah, with right. a thousand men. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm. You can tell yourself and, that. You know, but again, you, but. And a lot of this telling a different story is to yourself. Absolutely. This does not need to be a story that you tell everyone you meet because right. we know an oversharer. Of course. We don't want to have oversharers. <laughs> where I know everything that's going on, right? I don't need to know everything was, that's going on. I will tell you the funniest story. I was in it. I promise you, you know I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I'm getting ready to curl the rest of your hair. I was in a business meeting. Mm. And we just were just, you know, we, we were just like the meeting had ended and we were just, you know, started just talking. Shooting about, the shit. Shooting the shit. Talking about life. Talking about, and one of the secretaries she said, well, since we're just, since everybody's just so open and so lovely. She said, I just feel like I just need to speak my truth. No, you don't. <laughs> Girl, she sat there in front of the entire room. Again, it was a casual setting. However, we were at a retreat. But see, she didn't realize it shifted and changed everything. She said, I'm a single mother with three boys. And she said, yes, you know, I've had to do some things that I'm not proud of. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, girl, don't go no further. Trust. Don't. <laughs> don't. Girl. Just, don't do it. Just, don't. Don't, don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Just don't do it. Like Medea said, don't do it. It's a huge one to jump. Don't do it. Girl, she went on to say, she said, I, and I've, I've slept with men for money so I could take care of my kids. Girl, you could have heard a pin drop in that room. No way. I could not believe that she said that in an open setting. Yeah, no. So see, again. Oversharing. There's- <laughs> Oversharing. Oversharing. <laughs> That's something that you might need to die with. Girl, there's a difference between telling a different story and oversharing. That was oversharing. That was oversharing. It was not appropriate. I understood that we had had such a powerful time together. That she was shifted. Girl, she was shifted. Woo, she shifted. She was shifted. She was shifted. Girl, she was shifted so much that I was just, I mean, literally, yes, I could have slid, yes. I could have slid under the table, out of the chair, under the table. She needs a friend. Exactly. She needs and a friend. And I said something to her privately afterwards. You picked said, one person to tell that story to. I said, baby girl, I said, oh my God. I said, I love the fact that you felt that vulnerable and that open to share. I said, but there's certain circumstances that you just can't be quite that open. I said that what you shared, that can only be shared with a really close friend or a therapist. Okay. I said, but who's it, legally bound. And I told her that I said, it just wasn't, I said, I'm going to tell you this. I said, cause nobody else at the table is going to say a word. I said, no, a girl, they talked about her so bad. Oh, oh my sure. God. They talked about, but that goes back to don't tell, tell everybody your business because but, you don't know what they're going to do with it. <laughs> But you just, but you have to understand when it's appropriate. Yeah. Did that help her story overall as her person to grow? I understood what she was saying. Yeah. But that's just not the type of story that you share in that type of open business. Well, now setting. everyone's going to treat her and see her in a different they light. Did. They, and they did. And they, they saw did. her in a different Forever. light. They did. So maybe, and she wasn't that person. Just like she said, I mean, she's in her 60s. Right. She said she did that shit when she was in her 40s. Right. I understand that. That's 20 years ago. But they didn't look at it in that context. All of a sudden, they looked at her as the cougar hole. Right. <laughs> Right. As the, as the right. right. And that wasn't what she was. She just felt very vulnerable. Yeah. But overall, it's again, it's about 
how do you tell a different story? But I think when we're sitting here talking about this, the big part of it is having the story that you tell yourself is the most, the one that you speak to yourself when you are alone and you are deciding who am I? Yes. Where am I headed? Yes. Have I healed my past? The story that you tell yourself is the most powerful one. Absolutely. Healing the dark parts, Absolutely. healing the shadow, doing as they say, the shadow Absolutely. work and getting... And you see people that are going through these awakening, these spiritual awakenings right now and recognizing that the stories that their parents told them about church or whatever it was, or their religion, religion, stand up, LGBTQ, whatever, that that person and that story needs to die. Mm -hmm. And that it was all kind of, a lot of it was a lie Mm -hmm. and that that's a sadness, you know, and I feel like we do go through that sadness as we become adults anyways, as our families. But don't you think you you mess yourself up? It's just like you fuck yourself up even more when you're telling yourself a lie and untruth and a lie. The worst thing you could do is lie to yourself. Girl, you mess yourself. And see, that's what I see. So girl, all you got to do is look at TikTok, look at reels, look at, on any kind of social media. I mean, I it's funny when I go on social media and you know, I didn't have none. I, right. I didn't You're have a newbie. Girl, I'm such a newbie, it's ridiculous. But because of the TV show that I'm on, I had to get the social media because the network was like, people are gonna wanna talk to you, your 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 fans are gonna want. So I got it like three, four months ago. I had never had anything. I'm a detective, so I right. never had any social media. But girl, when I read, somebody can post a simple question you know, on Facebook or something. And they'll say, Hey guys, I had this situation. I had to blast a lady out about a week ago, girl, let me tell you, I, I'm not even Catholic and wanted to go to church and just, 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 just pray to do something. But I blasted a lady out on Facebook. The, 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 the post was about a woman who owns this really cool business and she had sold a gift card to the lady. And the lady, when the lady found out that the woman who owned the company was African-American and black. She wanted a refund because she didn't want to patronize a black business. So the lady asked the question on Facebook, how do I handle this? She said, we have a no refund policy on gift cards and Mm -hmm. gift certificates. Not that it makes a difference, Meredith, but I have to bring this to your attention. Mm -hmm. So it's going to help the story. Right. You know how you have your pictures when you post? Yeah. There was a white lady who post on there. The customer is always right. Do not. She said, do not make a kerfuffle. Let the woman give her her money back. Yeah. Girl, I went freaking ballistic. And I went on that post and I said, as an entrepreneur of 25 years, The customer is not always right. No. And when you have a customer who is blatantly practicing racism and discrimination. Right. Asking for a refund because she didn't know that it was a black owned business. If you have a no refund policy. That's a policy. That's the fucking policy. That's the policy. And I named the woman's name on the post. I said the advice from blank, blank, blank is horrible advice. Yeah. Continue to run your business in a spirit of excellence. Continue success. Right. Girl, I got so many damn responses where people were like, coming to DM me. Oh my God, I'm so, I could not believe that that woman, do you understand that you are encouraging somebody to be racist? To be racist. And discriminate. 
and discriminate. And then you have the audacity to say that the customer is always right. We've learned recently that the customer is not always right with all the videos going around. I mean, it's pretty clear that the customer is not always right with their nonsense. But wait, I had a lady DM me separately and say to me, well, the challenge that I have with your with your comment, your reply is, it, this may not have been a racial situation at all. She said, girl, hold me back. Right. That's a block. I'm looking at this picture of this beautiful little white lady saying, what planet are you in when the woman said, right. I want a refund because I did not realize that the business was a Black-owned business. The story that she's telling herself. The story is that you're telling yourself. <laughs> oblivious. Obviously. No, no, no. The story that that woman is telling herself is that Black people always see race all the time. Lady, oh, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? How can you not see it when the woman said that that's why she wanted the fucking refund? The writing is on the wall. And she says, all situations are not racial. Jesus, Father, God. They're all. But again, it's about like what you said. I choose to tell a story of realness and truth. I run my business on that principle. I run my business on that principle. When I see it in my client, if I see racist attitude, discriminatory attitude, prejudice, I'm, I'm done. I cannot tell you how many clients that I have fired because I will not tolerate it. Your money does not mean that much to me because I know my story, right? My story is built on the heritage of my mother and father, who I saw work their asses off. Right. To give my brother and I the best education and the best opportunities possible. So I have a decision to make. I have to live by my own truth. So my story that I choose to tell is through my actions. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that people don't realize. Stop lying to yourself. Stop playing these mind games with yourself. Look at your shit and fucking fix it. Fix it. Fix it through a narrative. Fix it through life coaching. Fix it through counseling, fix it through telling the truth about your story where you can heal from it and go out into the world and do great things. Yeah. Where you can be whole in your marriage, whole in your relationships, because there's so many broken people. And that's a whole nother uh, episode that we got. We'll be talking about that. But that's where intimacy comes in too. Right. Is by being truthful, by being honest, by being real, by knowing who you are. All of this is a part of healing in your story. And I say the come to Jesus moment, you know, of, of, you know what? I need to get real. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. This mm-hmm. is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fix my past. I'm going to apologize. Absolutely. And, I'm and sometimes you can apologize to people. I remember mm-hmm. talking to my pastor about something. And I remember him saying, Monica, you know, you have two choices for people. You can sit down and have a dialogue, which is an exchange of information between two people. Process it, come to an agreement and move on. And then there's some people you just cannot have a conversation with. There is no reckoning with them. There is no truth. There is no healing. So the way that you choose to heal is that you process it, heal it within yourself. You love the person from a distance and you keep it moving. Healthy boundaries. That's it. That's it. That's it. So how are you? Are you good with this conversation? I feel like we 
nailed it. I think we nailed it. I'd love to hear from everybody. Well, let us know what you think. Everything's going to be in the show notes, all of Monica's information. And we're going to be back next week. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be back next week. So stay with us. Stay inside of this series. I'm super excited about it. Yes. We care about you guys. We just want everybody to heal and get real. Come on. Tell your story, get your story straight, do your healing. Just do the healing, you guys, and get stop telling this fake bullshit about yourselves <laughs> where you can heal and get real yep. and really get on with your lives. I'm here for it. That's it. I'll see you next week. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.